So hi, one the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with John from Memorist. How you doing guys? And we're gonna ask him some questions today about their new their upcoming EP Oni Kaijo. I'm gonna start. So congrats on that by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Um well as of as of right now, as of when we're recording this, we haven't actually announced it yet. Oh, so shit. uh <laughs> it comes out it comes out uh well the announcement will launch at seven PM UK time. So what's that? Like like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think 10 that's... 10 p.m. UK time is like 2 p.m. for you guys yeah. tomorrow. Okay. Um, oh, Jesus. So, yeah, so, yeah tomorrow is, is when the announcement comes out. But, I mean, the reception for the track so far has been mad. Okay, so, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been going well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the EP name or cover art? Yeah. Um, oh, Christ, how long you got? Um, <laughs> so, uh oh. I mean, I've always been a little bit obsessed with um, Japanese culture, Japanese mythology. Um, I can't speak Japanese. I can't read Japanese. I can't write kanji or nothing like that. But um, so uh, Oni is 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 kind of is ubiquitous. Like you know, uh, it's kind of known around the world. Oni is a Japanese demon, um, and uh, Kijo um, is a, a female demon. Um, hmm. And in, in Japanese mythology, uh, essentially all. I mean, forgive me if this is uh, out of place but essentially all women are um uh, kind of demons disguised in in, in everyday form mm-hmm. um and the the meaning behind the ep uh, and a lot of the the kind of the context within the ep actually is, is rooted in uh, a relationship that i kind of got out of towards the end of 2020 which is incredibly toxic and and um the the kind of dichotomy between the two people within that relationship so myself and my ex-partner um and myself being portrayed as the demon and her actually being realistically a a a demon disguised as anything but um in terms of the ep artwork i mean that's uh that that's less meaningful that was kind of a, a a conversation with the guys of what color should we pick that looked cool i will go for purple no one's done purple yet um and um like the empiric the first video we put out was very kind of cably um had loads of cables in it and like ducting and that sort of stuff um and we were kind of going for this more like industrial electronic sound and and it just fitted like it just kind of kind of worked um and then we had a guy uh that i've known for years design us this new kind of emblem this new m um, that was really industrial and, and really kind of it stood out so we kind of slapped the two together and then yeah i showed the guys and they were like yeah that's cool i was like sound right, that's that that's that done move on to the next thing i love it uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the cp uh yeah so it's been um it well covid like everyone has had to do things remotely i'm sure you guys have had to do things remotely um we always did things kind of slightly remotely anyway um but most of the writing process really has, has been over like like we're doing now, like over Zoom calls or over mm-hmm. FaceTime or, you know, we, we'll we'll sit down like late at night. Um, so both myself and, and Chris, our guitar player, both got young, young children. Um, so we would put the kids to bed and <laughs> we'd go to our studios and we would start writing. And um, that was how a lot of the song started. You know, we'd, we'd kind of sit up late at night and we'd, we'd, we'd come up with whatever we could and then it would get fed back to the rest of the guys and it would be between you know facetime and and dropbox and google drive um and piecing things together there was only one song on the whole ep that was actually kind of spawned in a practice room um the rest of it was all all done remotely and actually i didn't i didn't finish writing vocals for a lot of the ep until like 
April. Oh, wow. <laughs> April 21. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, um, yeah, I left it to the 11th hour a little bit. Um, but it worked out all right, so it's good. Um, yeah, that, that was the writing process. Like, basically, as much as we possibly could from a remote location. All right. That's insane. All right. Uh, so can you tell me where your headspace is at while you're creating the CP? Oh, that's another good question. You, have you guys done your you guys have done your research, haven't you? You've had a little look. <laughs> always. You guys are, yeah, always. Um, the last year for me personally has been incredibly difficult. The last year for me has been really dark. The last year for me has been um, probably one that I didn't actually think I was going to survive. Um, and this, I mean, music has always been a kind of cathartic process for me. It's always been a process of dealing with emotional trauma or or, or stress or difficulty. And this EP was no different. Um, a lot of it I'd already written. I'd written a lot of it when I was in the aforementioned relationship. Um, and then a lot of it was written kind of afterwards. And, and it's it's been a process of dealing with things, I think, because it's probably the best way to just the best way to describe it. Um, I mean, if, if anyone listens to this who knows anything about our, our initial three singles, you know, we had Lost that was about death of a very close friend, Love that was about the aforementioned toxic relationship, um, and Frustration, which was about you know, uh, uh, experiencing infidelity in, in a partner. Um, and the EP is kind of an extension of that. Like it, it, there's no differences here, really. It's, 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 it's another set of emotional experiences and memories that I have that I'm inviting people to share, um, in terms of headspace. I mean, yeah, a, a very difficult time. Um, and the EP writing the EP has actually helped me, helped me get from out the other side. So, yeah, it's been very therapeutic, I'd say. All right. That's good. Uh, so how do you recommend that your fans listen to the EP for the first time? In the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it a party EP, a workout EP? What do you think? Oh, man. Always in the dark with headphones. Always. Mm-hmm. Like, any, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're listening to. You can listen to, like, a new 50 Cent record. Like, listen to it in the dark with headphones on, man. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, don't don't listen to it in the car with your friends. <laughs> Always in the dark with headphones. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like music is supposed to be like there was a thing in the UK. I don't know if they got uh, you guys had it in the US. It was called the Turn It Up movement, um, and it was uh, and, and it came alongside the deep listening movement. And it was literally like you should buy vinyl for a start. You should put yourself in a dark room on mm. your own. You should deprive yourself of any other sensory experience apart from the music they're listening to, and you should turn it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that's how you should listen to music and yeah like i mean yeah if you're driving somewhere like second third listen like put it on with your friends fine like go to the gym listen to a track like the empirics already on workout playlist like that's fine but yeah you would listen to a body of work like from start to finish put yourself in a dark room put some headphones on experience it like yeah def- definitely the dark room one All that's right. a good question I, I like that one thank you thank you uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Uh, when you say it's going to be super quick, I'm not going yeah, to Yeah, as fast quick. as you can. Um, uh, unanticipated. <laughs> Did you say unanticipated? Unanticipated. Okay. Unanticipated. The, okay. Yeah, like un- unexpected, maybe rather okay, than okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected. Um, 
dark. Mm-hmm. And emotive. Everything, everything we do is relatively emotive. So yeah, unexpected, dark, and emotive. Perfect. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that same train of thought, but not as fast, I promise. Is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through the EP? No, I mean it's there's it's five different songs, and mm-hmm. each song has a different feeling. Um, I mean, it opens. And no one's heard the opening track yet. It's the last one that's going to come out, and it's it's angry. Like it's really angry. And it's it's really heavy, um, and it goes through so many different feelings and emotions, um, and ends on like just pure disdain. Like it, it, it's there's a lot going on there. Like it's not it's not necessarily one emotion, um, and I'm sure like with, with everything we've done, people will attach their own feeling to it, and that's kind of the point of this stuff. Is like I share my experiences, and people interpret them in their own ways, and you know that that means something for someone else different to what it might mean to me when I wrote it. And that's, that's why I meant music. It's, you know, sharing. Fair enough. All right. Perfect. Uh, so while listening to the EP, what band or artist influence pops out the most to you? To me as an individual. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> um, I like wordplay. I, I don't really listen to much heavy music to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, I almost, almost exclusively listen to UK hip hop. Really? Um, yeah, so there's a UK hip hop artist called Jam Baxter, um, and he's got an EP album. I think it's called Grotesque Features. Um, let me just quickly double check. I'm sure it's called Grotesque Features. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry. Oh no, no problem. Sorry, Obscure Liquors. That's what it's called. Obscure oh, Liquors. Okay. Um, and and there's another album before that called Mansion Thirty Eight. Um, he's all about wordplay and he uses um he's incredibly incredibly clever with the things he says um lyrically and 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 kind of in terms of rhyme scheme and and rhythmically he was a massive influence for me um <laughs> and no one ever believes me when i say this but genuinely my biggest vocal influence is christina aguilera like really? i'm not even jo- i'm not even joking like <laughs> girls got pipes yeah 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 you got a point yeah yeah you know what i mean um and i'm all about that like and even in like kind of the 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 kind of note choices and scales that i choose like it's it's very similar to the sorts of things that like a pop artist would do so Mm -hmm. yeah that was probably an unexpected answer yeah i never would have thought but it makes sense since your main vocal influence is christina aguilera and you listen to almost exclusively uk hip-hop how the hell did you wind up in a heavy band yeah um I well, I listen to a lot of a lot of music, but recently, or the last few years, I've listened to a lot of UK hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have this really irritating thing where I can't listen to music if I'm like I could do that. Okay. Oh, like, okay. I I can't sing like Christina Aguilera. I can't. <laughs> like I can't do it. And I I can't rap. You could try. Like, I could try, but I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> Like and I can't rap, so I listen to stuff that I'm like, well, I can't do that, so I can listen okay. to it. Whereas, like, I listen to stuff that's really heavy, and I'm like, you played like six chords, and <laughs> you shouted for a bit. I'm not interested anymore. Like, okay. it's not. It does. It doesn't bite me. Um, mm. But I, I mean, I've listened to heavy music for years. Uh, I mean, I mean, quite quite obviously, at some point in the alternative culture. Um, and I've been in heavy bands for years. I mean, I started out being a vocalist in a heavy band because we couldn't find a singer. I was the guitar player and we couldn't find a singer. So I was like, ah, I'll shout for a bit. 
that'll do. Um, and that's that. You know, I wound up where we are now. Um, yeah, it was it was never the plan. <laughs> it was never the plan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating the CP? Favorite. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh man, I don't know. It's got to be one of the videos, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the video for Slither because that was that was awful, awful to make. Um, <gasps> Why? I mean, that's a long story. We'll come we'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Um, the video for the Empiric was great fun because it was the first video we'd made in a long time. Like mm-hmm. we'd ha- we'd had lockdown. We hadn't been together. Like I hadn't seen Ben, our drummer, in like a year. Oh. Like genuine, I hadn't seen him in a year, mm-hmm. and like we all met up. We went to this warehouse that, like, weirdly used to be this like play place that I would go to when I was a kid. Like it was a ball oh, pit, wow. you know. Like you go to, you know, when you're a kid, like they got like jungle gyms and like mm-hmm. ball pit and all that sort of stuff. Like they had that, and it's not there anymore. Like it's just a warehouse, and they had all like the creepy like paintings of like safari animals and shit on the walls. Um, and yeah, we went to this warehouse and we shot this video, and like everyone was amped. Like it was. It was it, there was so much energy, like it was really cool. Um, I think that was probably my favourite moment in the kind of whole EP cycle so far because we still got more to do. Like you mm-hmm. know, we haven't finished it yet. Um, the Slither video. <laughs> um, so the Slither video, uh, it actually comes out in nineteen hours time. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at uh, yeah, again two p.m. for you guys. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, so it's. I mean, by the time this airs, everyone has seen it. So it's, you know, it's dark, like it's it's limbo, it's, it's blackness, it's water. And there's been some teasers posted on our, on our Instagram account already. Um, but we did it in a, an abandoned building um, in the middle of a farm, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, by an old airfield in the middle of the countryside. Right? That's just, yeah, that's, that's horrible already. I don't it, like well, that. Well, already horrible, but the, what makes it even more horrible is the nearest parking spaces were about a mile and a half away. Even worse. So you've got to walk all your gear a mile and a half. We built the set from scratch, as we always do. Like, we do everything DIY. Like, we build everything. We, we, we pay someone, Loki Film, shout out Sean Loki, um, to uh, shoot our videos. Um, but we always build the sets, like, from scratch. So we had to carry about 300 litres of water by hand. Oh, my God. Uh, a mile and a half, plus all our gear, plus ourselves, plus all of Sean's gear. Um, and it was a nighttime shoot. So... Um, we didn't start shooting until like about 11 o'clock at night. We didn't finish shooting until about four o'clock in the morning. And there were cows like just outside the door. Um, and there was cow shit everywhere. Of course. Um, and it was cold and I was flapping around in water. Um, and I'd been treading in cow shit and then treading in the water and then splashing about in the water and then splashing the water. I was covered in, it it was awful. And then afterwards I drove. Uh, so we finished shooting at four. I got in my car and I drove to my missus' house, my girlfriend's house, um, which is a three and a half hour drive. So I didn't get to her house till nearly eight o'clock in the morning. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. I'm I done. smell like cow shit. So, I've been yeah, it's all over me. Yeah. I'm wet. Like, yeah. don't touch me. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to get up. I'm like, I'm staying in bed. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That was that was awful, but yeah, best best moment shooting the Empiric video. That was great fun. Um, there was smoke and shit and like like green lights and cables and it was good. No cow shit. Exactly. No cow shit. Yeah. None. There were there was lots of lots of pigeons and pigeon shit though. 
Mm. She's a bit of a, bit of a theme with yeah, that video. I was say. Yeah. I'm just wait. I'm waiting for the next one. I'm going to turn up and there's going to be like a corpse in the corner or something. I'll be like, oh, ah. or just human yeah. shit. Just yeah, like, I was going to say. Well, yeah, that's, that's the next something. level. Yeah. That's the next level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a field. We've got a venue. It's mm. indoor. Okay. It's gonna be daytime. I ain't, okay. I ain't gotta be crawling around and anything. It's gonna be fine. All right, but okay. like if Turnstile, that hardcore band, plays a show there the night before, there might be shit on the stage or something. So mm-hmm. I, I it could well be. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you Th- saw. Thankfully, I don't. I don't think Turnstile can be anywhere near that place. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but like someone shit in the Turnstile pit, which is so <laughs> like disgusting. a week and a half ago. <laughs> I mean, you guys know the band that did your escape plan? Yes. Yeah. So Dillinger played Reading in 2005, mm-hmm. same year as Limp Bizkit and Corn, like the new metal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the the I didn't I wasn't there, um, but I've seen all the videos on YouTube. Um, and um, Ben Weinman, who is a fucking idol of mine, um, literally bent over halfway through the set and was like, "This is what I think of all the other bands on the bill." And shit in a plastic bag, and then threw the plastic bag into the crowd. No. Right? Yeah, genuinely, like this was a thing, um, and then the crowd threw said bag back on stage, Good. and he proceeded to empty that bag out, put his own feces on himself, and then continue to play the set. Um, and he's an idol. <laughs> yeah, but man, yeah, Matt, he's a good guitarist though, <laughs> and he write he writes mad songs. He's a bit twisted, but I just you've got to be Yeah, I mean, but well, the next the time, uh, well, the second time I saw Dillinger, Greg Greg Pachato, the uh, uh, the singer literally javelin the mic stand into the crowd like like that um and wow. i like, was throwing shit into the crowd like you know you, you could kill people like genuinely yeah. kill people yeah um so they're a band of uh you know twisted mentalities but mm-hmm. yeah turnstile you ain't got shit on dillinger <laughs> no pun intended yeah i was gonna say <laughs> okay well moving on from that <laughs> um for this one, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Double decker, easy. You guys ain't even had double deckers, do you? Yeah, I don't know. What no, the fuck what that is, is that? Oh my god! <laughs> right. So, thankfully, down to the 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 the, uh, the brutalistic purchasing of Cadbury chocolate by Kraft. You guys should have Cadbury chocolate in the states by now, right? I think so. Yeah. You, th- you think so? Okay. I well, think so. So if you ever see a purple wrapper on a shelf, mm-hmm. right? It's basically mm-hmm. it's it's chocolate as it should be. None of that Hershey shit. None of that mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah. It's actually sweet. Like it does actually taste like chocolate. Um, a double decker is Cadbury's chocolate. You've got like a a, a thick layer of n- nougat, nougat mm-hmm. um, across the top, and then at the bottom it's like just solid chocolate filled with like crunchy biscuit pieces. Mm. Delicious. It tastes sensation. Either that or a Snickers. I'm sure you got a Snickers. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have yeah. Snickers. It's it's a, it's a Snickers or a double decker. That's my snack of choice. Double decker um, sounds like it smacks. Mm-hmm. It does, mate, I, especially if you ever get one, bang it in the microwave for like ten seconds. It goes all like gooey and stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Lovely. Ooh. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right. Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this isn't how your interviews usually go, is it? <laughs> We usually don't have a whole section about, you know, smearing feces. Yeah. You know. Just disclaimer, I've never done that. I never will. Um, Okay, good. Good to to know. Yeah. Um, And it was a a yank that did it and all. It won a a Brit. We was just watching. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. uh, um, Five years time. I mean, 2022 is looking like it's going to be very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a lot of exciting conversations already. 
Um, so our our manager is actually um, from the US. Um, he's not been formally announced, but when, just I mean, I'm sure this is you're going to cut and edit. But when is this being aired? Uh, two to three weeks from now. If you want us to cut this part out, we can. I'm I'm imagining it will probably be announced by then. But give me a shout and let me know. Okay. Um, so our, our our manager is um, Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King. God damn. Uh, yeah. Whoa. So, whoa. Whoa. I'm literally going to see them on Thursday. What the fuck? <laughs> there you go. Um, so he approached us like mm, three, four months ago um, and said he wanted to work with the band. And we were like, yeah, fine. Um, kind of got talking and, and, you know, things have kind of snowballed pretty rapidly from there. Um, we already had things going in the UK. Um, and now, you know, we're in, we're in conversations with labels around the world um, for what comes next. Um, and you know, while we're not even wrapped on the CP cycle yet, like we have a lot planned for after. Um, I mean, we're we're probably about fifty percent of the way done on an album. Um, we've just taken on board a booking agent, uh, Liam from Echelon Talent in the UK, who's you know fantastic agent and, and represents loads of really good bands. Um, I mean, five years time. Oh, I don't want to be that that guy that's like, oh, we're going to rule the world. But you know, I mean, it, sounds we, like we it. don't. Well, well, lots of bands have lots of good things happen, and then nothing comes of it. So, I mean, I've been here before. I'm I'm 30 next year. Like, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I've done this. I I was in a band when I was 19 to 21, and did the whole touring thing, and had a record deal, and and then kind of went, I'll get a real job now, um, and. You know, we, we, we kind of did, we, we never planned anything for this. Like we just started making songs as a bunch of friends and it just kind of went, Poof. and so we just carried on pursuing it. And it's it's been a bit of a pipe dream. Like, you know, we were about to tap a million views on our first single. Like that's that's crazy. Like yeah. off, off like no PR, nothing. So five years, no idea. Um, I'm hoping like two, three albums in, I hope, two, at least two albums in. Um, I'm hoping we've been to the States by then. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I haven't been back to this. I'm into the States since I was like knee eye to a barn door. Like I was like six. Oh. Um, so I want to do that. I want to go to Japan. I really want to mm. go to Japan. Um, I want to tour with some cool bands and yeah, just make it a thing. Like do that thing that you thought like people who people who are like musicians when you're like 15, you're like, I'm going to be in a rock band one day. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then like everyone's like, ah, you're gonna work at McDonald's, and then one day you're like, ah, fuck you, I did mm. it, um, and that's kind of the plan, you know, is one day do a thing, you know. So yeah, five years time, I'll be in like, where are you guys from? Where, whereabouts in the states are you from? I'm in New Jersey. I'm in Virginia. It's the East Coast. Well, that's that's a long distance away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you guys know each other? The internet. Uh, yeah, the internet, Discord. Um, yeah, well, we'll be we'll be in Jersey and we'll be in Virginia. Perfect. Okay, we good. Cute, we say cute in the UK when it's like, oh, that's nice. Not like, yeah. uh, oh, cute. <laughs> None of that. Don't worry. <laughs> you caught me. You, you you wanted to start your interview at midnight. You wanted to start it at midnight UK time. Mm-hmm. You get midnight version of me. I love it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. That's absolutely fine. Great. So we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're Jesus on death Christ. row, what would your last meal be with the drink? Christ, that's dark. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm dr- right now. I'm drinking Henry Weston's vintage, just cider in the states. Mm-hmm. Do you have actual cider in the states, or is it like apple wine? I don't know. I think we have cider. I don't. Okay. I don't know. You, you guys even allowed to drink? How old are you? Eighteen. Sixteen. Yeah. The drinking age is twenty-one <laughs> oh, okay. here. So. Yeah. Fuck, man, you got rumbled. All yeah. right. Um, well, this is. I I recently did a craft beer podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I got invited to talk about music and drink beer at the same time. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tasting from that. This is a Henry Weston's vintage 8.2% cider, right? Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Comes from very local to me, a place called Herefordshire, just uh, uh, in the the west of England. Um, Very, very strong, very dry, lovely, as cider should be. I'll have one of them, right, as my last drink. Um, I mean, it's probably got to be a steak, I'll be fair. Um, but like a, a big ass steak, not none of this yeah. like eight, none of this eight ounce nonsense. Like, give me a sixteen ounce thick cut doorstop like sirloin, yeah, or or a T bone with the with the with the bone in it, like a tomahawk. I'm about that. Uh-huh. Uh, thick cut chips, fried. <laughs> I gotta say, we say chips, and you guys go what in a bag. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I right. know what you mean. Yeah. Like I understood you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Chips, fries, big dick bastards. Um, peas, grilled mushroom, onion rings, uh, and I'd probably want. I mean, this is controversial, but I'd want some scampi with it as well. Okay. And, oh, a, pep- okay. and a peppercorn sauce, and I'd have it all smothered. Um, that'll probably do me. All right. And then yeah, stick the cap on me. Ed. Done. Sounds good. Okay. Great. Perfect. Your, your meal was easier to understand from an American perspective than most UK people we interview. Most of the time, they give us some whack ass UK meal, and we just sit here and go, "Uh huh, we know oh, what that means." Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, well, so what's what's the what's the what's the weirdest UK meal you've been given? Oh, good God, I don't like, even know. Like probably, I think somebody mentioned like pudding once, and I was like, "Pudding, yeah, pudding." We don't we don't call it pudding. What do you call it? Pie. Pie? No one calls it pudding. <laughs> no, but it's like the. What are you even talking to? I don't know. I don't know. Quit. Christmas, there's a pudding at Christmas. Your Christmas you have pudding, mm-hmm. and it's it's sponge with with like currants in it and stuff, and it's bright spot with brandy. So and it it's like shit. And your nan eats it and it's rubbish. And wait, no so one it's likes a cake? It. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. We're learning so much but, tonight. Uh, but pudding is just mm-hmm. pie, like filling inside pastry with a lid. Okay. 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 But or More black you know. pudding. You ever had black pudding? No. What is it? That's just pig's blood. Oh, that's not appealing. <laughs> um, I mean, it is. If you, you eat it, it's nice. It's you it's had it. Of, it's got. Oh yeah. It's got bits of oatmeal and like like oh. fat in it, and you grill it, and it's it's delicious. Oatmeal in pig's blood. Blood sausage, yeah. So now it's a sausage. Well, it looks like a sausage. It's like I mean, I mean, we're getting into dangerous territory here, but it looks like a big big. Penis. Yes. <laughs> well, we don't have anybody to answer to. Hence, I can say penis hence the at the show. Blood sausage. Blood, okay. Yeah, I know, but okay. Yeah, okay. But okay, so so was, was nothing else. No one ever said nothing. Nothing. No other weird. We don't have weird food in this country, man. All Whoa. our food's rubbed. All our food's rubbed. Fish and chips is Portuguese. Curry's Indian, mm-hmm. right? Jerk chicken's Caribbean. We don't fucking own that. Uh, pie is probably the only thing we got. Yeah. Beef, beef bourguignon, which is basically national dishes, French. Mm-hmm. Bunch of criminals over there. <laughs> I know, man. Well, all we did was fucking 
like travel, rape, pillage, and plunder, and then yeah, that's all you did. <laughs> Empire. I'm not, I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was of right. Of course, yeah. Saying that's what happened. None of it was. None of it was right, but it did happen. Yeah. yeah. That's why we are a melting pot of cultures, and that's why when you get all these these fucking flag waving twats in our country going, get them all out. I'm like, well, to be honest, mate, you wouldn't have a country if it weren't for everyone else. So yeah. Shut up. Anyway, we're drifting far from the topic here. Right, next one. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Fictional world. I'll go Westeros. Westeros. Oh, that's Game on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll probably go the north though. I like it when it's cold. It's oh. about. I mean, I mean, it's twenty-eight degrees here right now. Oh. Yeah. Um, Celsius, not Fahrenheit. What's mm-hmm. that in Fahrenheit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's in the seventies. I could be wrong. It's twenty-eight degrees yeah. Celsius in Fahrenheit. <laughs> Thank Listen you, Siri. Went to shit anyway. Eighty-two point four degrees 82. Fahrenheit. Okay, I was somewhat hot. close. Yeah. Right for midnight, hot. Uh-huh. That's very right? hot. Yeah. Really hot. Thanks, global warming. Um, so I'll go the north. I'll go. I'll go Winterfell. I'll go the fuck it. I'll go the wall. Yeah. Know. Be all up there. There you go. Crack. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? Green. Specific shade of green. The nastiest, slimiest, dirtiest, most neon bastard shade of green. Um, if you look at the empiric artwork, mm-hmm. that green. Oh, okay. Like sludgy, like offensive, that looks unpleasant green. Basically, okay. I'm colorblind and I can't, I'm always told that the colours I like are not actually that pleasing to the eye. Oh. Um, and I really like that green. I'm like, that green, I'll drive a car in that green. <laughs> in fact, I saw, a, I saw a BMW M3 in that green, and that was my dream car for a few years. Wow. Oh. I hope you get that. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was the most important question. I'd say the food was the most important question. But I like food, so that's why. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Me too. Uh, so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, usual stuff. So uh, we are we're everywhere. Like every band ever, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on SoundCloud. Although there's actually nothing on SoundCloud because we earn no royalties from stuff being on there. Oh. So you know, um, but we are on there. We're on mm-hmm. Bandcamp. Uh, we're on YouTube. Um, we don't have a Vimeo because there's no need. Um, mm. We have a website, www.memorist.co.uk. Um, you can find us on the Dreambound channel on YouTube. Um, but essentially, we are everywhere. You know, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Pandora, Tidal, uh, Amazon Music, Google Music, whatever. Like, we're everywhere. Um, so tap Memorist in. Um, there are no other bands called Memorist. There is a Korean drama by the same name. Oh. Thankfully, it ended after one season. Oh. Done. Um, I'm not upset by that. I'm quite happy. Oh, we, yeah, launched, I mean, woo. we launched and a week later they popped up. I was like, lads, what are you doing? You're stealing the name and that now. Nah. Um, but give us, a, give us a search. Have a little look. Um, watch the videos that are on the Dreambound channel. Um, listen to music on, on our streaming services and drop us a message. Like we like to hear from people. We like to talk to people. It's either myself or Chris who generally monitors the Instagram or the Facebook uh, or Craig, maybe at a push. Um, and like, if you message, you're not going to talk to her. 
a manager or someone else will actually talk to one of us and you know we will genuinely want to talk to you like that's we are social people despite my current appearance and how i <laughs> responded to some of your questions um we are generally like nice and and, and and want to engage with our fans and um you know the people that, that listen to our music are the reason we make the music and the people who buy it and buy our merchandise and the, the reason we're able to continue making music so yeah reach out and let's have a chat oh yeah all right awesome. well thank you for now this has been john from memorist and we've been the good noise podcast <laughs>